artists are weirdos. According to whom? According to me. I've been around. I've seen a few things. Does that give you the uh -huh. right to generalize so much? Yes, motherfucker, it do. It does? It really do. And you know what? What now? I guess in wanting to be an artist my whole life, uh -huh. I wanted even more, though, uh -huh. to avoid being weird. But now I realize I'm a weird motherfucker. Well, no argument here. Of course not, because it makes you a weird motherfucker, too. <laughs> it seems it must. Let's embrace being weird from now on. Okay. There is an idea of a show, a working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that was horrible. This is your host, your captain speaking, Mighty Blackwood. Here today, another Thursday, up in your ears, with guess who? They know who. And if they don't, then what? Huh? It is my conscience, that other thing. I mean, guy. I mean, personality. Uh, Talking. You know, on big. It's becoming clear that bogus. The less you say, podcast. The better for the program. Well, one of us has to talk. Um, speaking of talking, what's your name? We didn't get to that. I don't have a name. Yeah, you do. You're my conscience. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my conscience. Okay. Uh, today, the theme of the show, we're going to be talking about being weird. Give yourself license to be weird. <laughs> Some weird. of us have a PhD in it. The... First time I ever used an elevator um, was with my father. It definitely was. And I don't know, maybe I was uh, eight years old, something like that. You definitely were. Now, we were on our way to an appointment in a great big building, the likes of which I'd never been in before. So... We stood, we waited at a door, and the door opened. We walked into this room, a very small room, the likes of which I'd never been in before. And we turned and faced the <laughs> same direction that we'd just come from. And the room kind of shook. And then moments later, the door opened, and the scene I'd been expecting to see was not the same. It was a different scene. Wow. I know. I know. It was magic. It was absolute magic. I never expected it, and I didn't know what to make of it. All I knew was we went into a magical, transporting Mind -blowing. device that shielded us from the amazing transformations that were happening outside of it. It was like teleportation. That's my first time on an elevator. Mm -hmm. It was weird. You know, it's like almost everything in life that a person has never experienced before, almost everything, can be summed up as weird. Uh-huh. Noticing my reflection for the first time in a mirror, weird. Yep. Standing on a dock, 
thinking it's solid ground, but I'm a child, and I don't realize this dock is floating on water, not being able to gain my balance. Weird. Definitely. Losing a tooth, and then having one grow back in its place. That is so motherfucking weird. But then? Then what happens? Well, but then you grow up, and you get over that whole weirdness, and you lose a tooth, and then one doesn't grow back in its place, and then for some reason, no, that's... That's normal. Yes, naturally. <sighs> so many things are weird. Okay, so what's your point here? What is the point? Weirdness is a part of life, baby. It is a part of life. And we all walk around acting like it ain't. Okay, okay. You know, we we act like when we meet someone weird, there's something wrong with them automatically just because they're weird. Well, <laughs> there could be. Yeah, well, you know, there, there could be, but it doesn't mean that there is. I mean, if someone's weird, it just means that you've never encountered a person like that before. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. And I think um, if we think there's something wrong with a person just because this person is weird, uh, that speaks more about us than it does about that person, now, doesn't it? That could very well speak more about us, yes. Weird motherfuckers make the world go around now. That's what we need to acknowledge. Um, if we've seen everything and done everything before... That's complacency, and nothing is changing, for the better or for the worse. We have to acknowledge that everything great in life... And a comparable amount of bad things. Okay, sure. And a comparable amount of bad things. Um, these things all come from weird situations and weird people. Um, I think we lose our taste for weirdness as we grow older, and that's great, you know. We develop checks and balances to keep us safe. But in losing our taste for weirdness, uh, we... What do we do? What do we become? What is it? Uh, we try not to be weird ourselves. And, and? And who the fuck ever achieved the height of his or her own creativity while trying not to be weird? Hmm? Who? Uh, in the year 2001... At 15 years of age, with a little help from his friend, well, his friend's father, Aubrey Graham would get a shot at fulfilling a dream. What dream is that? He'd become an actor on a popular television show in his hometown of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Sounds good. Doesn't it, though? Yes. <laughs> now, I certainly cannot attest to how skilled an actor he was. After all, I never watched a frame of this show. Degrassi. Ah, uh, Degrassi. Yeah, it was Degrassi the next generation, though. Like, uh, like Star Trek the next generation, but you know, it's uh, Degrassi. Uh, the next generation. They, they, they've got it. Uh, uh -huh. Now, after wetting his beak in the acting world, um, achieving some success, providing for his mother, his, his little family at home, um, not that, you know, his family was unimportant. I just mean it wasn't a huge family. It was, it was just him and his mother. Um, providing for that situation with his acting money, he wet his appetite for the stage, the limelight. One assumes. You know what I'm saying? Sure, continue. <laughs> All right, now, so this light-skinned brother um, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, gets an appetite for the rap game. And being a light-skinned dude from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, and starring on, like, some Canadian <laughs> popular, air quotes, uh, television show, these are not attributes that really propel one into... Onto? Yeah, sorry, onto the world stage of stardom. So... So... 
Unfortunately, uh, this brother was going from weakness to weakness. He was definitely a weirdo. And so? And so, being a fucking weirdo and acknowledging that, I suppose, I don't fucking know, I've never met Drake. Uh, I mean, uh, Aubrey. Uh, although it's no surprise who the fuck I was talking about. Um, he did what weirdos do. He beat his own fucking path by doing something very weird, especially at the time. Um, es es especially at what time now? Especially at the time when Canadian rap really didn't matter on the world stage. This man went ahead and did something strange. He went ahead and believed in the himself. The hell you say? With all of his apparent weaknesses, he went and bossed up. And he did for himself, with the help of others, what no one else would have allowed him to do. That makes no sense. Motherfucker, he did what no one else would have recommended him to do. That makes a little more sense. Uh-huh. He stood out like a sore thumb for simply being from a place that is perceived to be soft. Nationalism? Canada. And for being an actor on a Canadian television show and for being light-skinned in the rap world. Racism? I mean, soft, 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 right? But no. The dude, instead of trying to be hard, embraced who the fuck he was. A weirdo in the game. An actor, singer, rapper, trying to do all three things. There was only one move for him to make. He ganged up. When it was time to be tough and rap, he surrounded himself with tough rappers. When it was time for him to be sweet and sing, he surrounded himself with hot singers. And when it was time for him to act, man, well, no one had to teach him that. Because that's how he started out. It He's a fucking weirdo. And guess what? It all worked out for him because he never quit. People realized he had longevity, and they let him do his thing. And isn't that great for him? Yeah, but you see, it's not that he was weird, per se. Oh, no? Nah, he just had a better bag of tricks than he fucking knew it from the start. Now, you see, having a bigger, better, badder bag of tricks... Uh -huh that no one else really knows how to employ except you. Uh -huh. That puts you in the position of being a weirdo. Guaranteed. Now check this. Uh -huh. Check what? Uh, you see, this is why I love business and the idea of it. Because business is snail-like in how slow it moves. Slow. I mean, apparently it's one thing, but realistically it's another thing okay yeah sure you know the day-to-day -day mechanics of every business is hand over fist because that's the way people are um preach <laughs> go on all right uh no matter what kind of creature you are uh if you're a thinking being if you're doing things on purpose there always has to be a return on your investment whatever that investment might be mm -hmm. consumers are looking for something in particular and uh, those who construct things, they're, they're making things in particular. However, we have to understand that the rap game is a fucking business. So, the more things you're able to do, the better off you will be, or you shall be, uh, in the long run. Because, you know, you're versatile. And that's what nobody seemed to appreciate when Drake the Dude came out. Meaning... People looked at him and thought he was doing way too much. He had his hands in too many pies, so to speak. 
But what they did not fucking appreciate was that he was solidifying a stronghold on the entire industry. Music. He's doing a little bit for this set of people and doing a little bit for that set of people, but under one brand. Himself. Uh, totally unique. He wasn't like anyone else. No one saw that. Few people saw that. And so, because business is actually slow, um, one has all the time in the world to plan for any extended period of time uh, in the future. So, he knew what he wanted to do with his life, I assume. <laughs> and he planned for it, and he just remained himself, and then... Everything worked out because... Because what? Like it or not, in business, the ends always justify the means. And so? If you're a weirdo and prolific, you'll be noticed. Drake's star has risen to such a height that he's managed to dominate the entire rap game the entire music game for 10 years in a row. Drake is world class. I mean, the man has been topping charts and setting streaming records for 10 years straight. He's world class. He shines brighter than anybody else in the music industry and has been doing so for 10 years. You know why that is? <laughs> It's because... I believe you've mentioned it a couple times already. Alright, well let me mention it one last time. When you're an outlier, and you have something to prove, you have the freedom to be yourself. Now if you're a weirdo, that is the best position to be in. Because you already stand out. Ah, uh, the science. Now, don't get it confused. Branding is kind of, sort of, the act of, you know, forcefully making things weird to stand out. That's not the same as being naturally weird. Okay, what does this mean now? Well, this means if you're a square peg facing round holes, don't worry about fitting in. <laughs> you will never fit in where you don't belong. Just focus on being yourself. Okay, what is the takeaway for this episode? All your favorite people are weirdos. Never forget that. None of them could function as an everyday square like you. So the next time you see a weirdo and you think, ah, this motherfucker's weird, uh -huh. that person has your attention and that's a win. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is... Simply... A big, bogus podcast. <laughs>